0: You are now listening to Rest Days. Before we dive into this week's episode, it's important for us to note that some of the topics we cover could be triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome back to Rest Days. This episode is all about Stu Stu Studio, which is a little bit of our origin story. My name is Lauren Lavelle and I'm here with my co-host and bestie.
1: Maria Sylvester Terry. Hi, bestie.
0: Oh, she's got three names. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Today we are going to talk about fitness studios, which like I mentioned is kind of our origin story. We met as two group fitness instructors we met on the internet, as with most of my friends, um, and just talking about navigating what a studio, a fitness studio feels like, the good things, the bad things, I guess how it feels to be a teacher in this fitness studio and also as like a student taking classes in a fitness studio. So kind of like both sides of that and really wrapping it up into what that fitness studio experience is and has been for us this is also our season finale yeah Yay. i'm
1: so excited uh and i we think made that, it. we made it and guess who else
0: is with us who
1: <laughs> 22 <laughs> patrons on
0: oh my, i was like oh my god is someone here
1: <laughs> is there <again> a speaker <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're like come on in <laughs>
1: The day that I launch a surprise to Lauren Lavelle is the day that she stops being friends with me. <laughs> oh,
0: absolutely not! A pack, a package came, a gift that was ordered. A package came, and it's a gift for me. And I saw what it was from, where, where it was from, and I was like already aggravated about it. And it is something that I would like. I'm just so like instantly in Grinch mode. It's so bad. Well,
1: I'm still <laughs> gonna give you things. I just won't surprise you because I know that really rattles you.
0: No surprises, but um, you know what? I am a little bit pleasantly surprised by our patrons. Um, I know yeah. you had you had some love to give to the patrons today. Yeah,
1: I just want to say thank you. We're so thrilled by your support. Uh, we're so grateful. You could spend your money in so many places. Uh, Day of recording for us is Black Friday. You're getting it a little bit after. And I want you to know that we know you could be spending your money in a lot of places. And for you to offer a monthly subscription um, to our our Patreon to support what we do. Uh, means more than you realize. We do a little happy dance every time someone is a new patron. We text each other like, "Did you see oh, so, <laughs> and so and so? We love so and so." And it's just, uh, it's such a joy. And small business owners, if you're a small business owner, you know this. It is a labor of love to run your own company. And when there's a little team of people. Uh, that are mighty and so inspirational and enthusiastic about what we do, it makes it even better. So, thank you. Yes.
0: Thank you. Yay. And um, I guess we'll just roll into what everybody loves, which is the public faith.
1: Yes. So I have been told numerous times like, oh, in this session, your phone's going to start pulling up a bunch of clickbait because I'm about to tell you about something. And what a lot of my clients don't know is that I've turned off so many of those features that allow the ads to track behavior or like I've, I disabled Siri years ago. However, I have recorded this podcast enough times with you that I officially got an ad by The Fab Story, a sponsored ad on my Instagram story. It's called. The Batgirl morning routine. Ah, I can show it to you. It's all my fault. <laughs> um, I I will post it on Patreon. The light's coming. It's
0: really yes. bright. Maybe I'll be reminded by being Batgirl.
1: It happens. Um, you can see there's like. There's things happening. Papayas. So I'll read it to you. It's that girl morning routine based on your cycle. So in your menstrual cycle, days one through five, you're low energy and reflective. And the recommendation is to take a walk, write a list of goals, and do a deep work session. Like, have you met me on my period? I don't know about that. Days. I think
0: every every time I'm on my period is a deep work session. (laughs) Deep. Yeah.
1: internal work. Yeah, that's yeah. what's happening. Uh, days six through 10, energy and motivation, motivation rise. The 45-minute routine is make a hot coffee, an outdoor run, just explicitly a run, no other movement here, and then write a oh, to-do no. list, which, like, for a lot of people, that's a great morning. And for more people, it's hell on earth.
0: Yeah. I... <laughs> like... Wait, they said do a 45-minute run, or how long is the run it's supposed 40, to be?
1: I don't know. It's a 45-minute routine. The hot coffee is going to take you five minutes,
0: maybe 10 maybe The hot longer. coffee is going to be the only thing that is running through me, and then I'm <laughs> going to be done. Like, I don't want to do this. Yeah,
1: it says write a to-do list and an outdoor run. Like, who's to say it's even a nice day? So yeah. ovulatory days 11 through 18 there's a giant picture of a papaya here you are social and confident and this is where it gets a little 5 to 9 on us it's a 90 minute routine to to your space take a yoga class or text or call a friend sounds instagrammable and nice First I guess. of all
0: for that part you should be out on the town cuz you're probably looking way looking
1: hot Yes. <laughs> Your skin is uh, glowing.
0: Your skin is glowing and you're looking hotter. But also, yeah, maybe maybe not. Maybe stay yes. inside. Maybe make better decisions to stay inside and do some yoga. I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe Hot we'll yoga, just, maybe.
1: Lauren's recommendation maybe is to FaceTime a friend.
0: FaceTime she a friend. Show, yes. Show without off. asking. <laughs>
1: I don't know her <laughs> and then the last days 19 through 28 plus luteal phase feeling sluggish and moody 25 uh-huh. minute routine light this is too this is you by the way light a scented candle wear your coziest outfit and start a uh-huh. slow cooker meal
0: 100 <laughs> also I, I I feel like that was definitely very compassionate but um if anyone listening has PMDD they just know that like that is when I become a prisoner of Azkaban. Right. Um, so I need, all those things are great recommendations, but also like maybe heavily medicated. Um, and that's where I like, where I need to wear one of those little jackets or like a, a, a vest that says like, I bite, like don't come near me. <laughs> Beware bite. of Lauren. Yes. Yes. It's Hannibal Lecter. It's not, it's not a fun time. There's nothing about that that girl routine that um could make the goblin that I am like glamorous.
1: Yeah, no. It's very it's very much in need of a that goblin edit.
0: Yeah, I really love that for other people though who have like a much more normal life than I have maybe. I don't know. <laughs>
1: it's just... I have to share it with you because we talk a lot about cycles. We talk a lot about routines and then we're about to talk about fitness studios. And I just thought, what is this random invitation to go take a yoga class in the middle of my cycle because it's the middle of my cycle? Like what on earth? So to me, that was the most rest days related clickbait I had received, even with all the parameters to not get clickbait. I still got one sneaking on through.
0: Well, I just want to say that 99% of the stories that I've watched in the last two weeks, since we had to do a re-record, have been ads.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All (laughs) Gizmos and Gadgets, yeah?
0: All of them. So I I appreciate that you got one that was like more of a lifestyle thing, because I'm getting straight up like, bye, bye, bye. And my clickbait is definitely related to our Stu, Stu studio episode. Um, this is, this is a studio or a fitness related one that I wanted to talk about. It's not necessarily, um, coming up on my feed because I have, you know, filtered those things out, but I wanted to talk about it since it is black Friday while we're recording this. And, um, there are things going up and there are packages going up, but it's the clickbait of the studios. Um, The way they name their classes. Oh, my God, please.
1: I cannot wait to hear this.
0: So, like, anyone who's taking classes maybe at a very boutique studio may have encountered this where it's just, like, bye-bye belly class, abs, and cardio. And you're like, holy shit. (laughs) They're just, like, out there with it, like, Um, thigh be gone, 45 minutes of intense thigh workouts. And that are selling packages that are like this, that are like bounce back packages, get ahead packages, all these things. Mm -hmm. And it really got me thinking and like tied to this episode because I went to take a class somewhere one time, which was a very boutique place. And I saw these classes that were like targeted and named that way. And it just made me so turned off um first of all I don't want to take a 45 minute ab class so I'm gonna like poop my pants (laughs) like how much like can you imagine the amount of work that's just like and I mean maybe some people would be like well Pilates is like 45 minutes of ab it's totally different and like if you want to sell it as Pilates sell it as Pilates but like it, it just made me feel kind of like icky and I think that we definitely start seeing that towards the end of the year and definitely at the beginning of the year that are just like burner classes they have emojis like and you know a class can be fire a class can be emoji without being like super targeted and so I feel like those are really clickbaity for people who maybe have very targeted insecurities um like straight (laughs) up like the back of your arms is ridiculous class. Like, what? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it feels like some of these classes just go so far out of their way to make people feel like shit. And I just feel like that's not a sales pitch I want to buy into. And I definitely, um, it makes me really sad. And so that's a clickbait that I have seen. I I still encounter occasionally, like, you know, a pop-up like either a video on Pinterest or TikTok where I'm just like, come on y'all let's get it together targeted targeted workouts are we really and like and like also just shame-based workouts are we really um and I just felt like it it kind of brought us into this studio experience where we're talking about the ins and outs of studio experiences and the good the bad and the ugly and this is definitely bad and ugly
1: yeah for sure (laughs) I I can't unhear it or unsee it when, when those classes are on a schedule. Like, I think they just, <sighs> they're, they're so poisonous to my brain. I'll, I remember one from a gym I used to teach at, and there's a chain of them in Philadelphia. And they had a class, I think it was called Butts and Guts. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what on earth? earth. So it wasn't even just like belly and booty. It was like your butt and your gut. It was like so viscerally shame shaming, not your GI gut, but like the idea of having a gut, like a, having a belly. And I'm like, this and is- And getting rid of it. Not, yeah. Getting rid of it, which as a fitness instructor and as, you know, former fitness instructor here, you know, you can't target a region. There's so much research that says anti to this clickbait, you can't just do abdominal exercises to get abs. Like it's proven. And yet these classes just keep <laughs> coming and coming and coming. And it's like, yeah, the all the names that people have for their arm when they wave, you know, like you hear like your grandmother uh-huh. say it. It's just it, you eye rolled so hard. It's the only response.
0: Yeah, it's, it's uh, like so it's so, so, so... It's really predatory. And I was just thinking, I was laughing because you're like the targeted classes. And I was thinking about the the thigh one that I I mentioned, but imagine just going only to thigh class and like all you're working is your quads. (laughs) Like what, (laughs) what is that going to get you? Um, Besides extremely sore, what is that getting you? You know? So I feel like I feel like it's not, you know, it's tearing, it's literally tearing your body apart limb from limb. Like we're going to break yeah, you up yeah. into different sections and tell you what's wrong with each section. And each one of these 45 minute classes is going to solve that problem for you. Um, and it's just really frustrating that it's still going on because part of me wanted to believe that it wasn't.
1: Yeah. Like we're past this, right? We're past this. We're not. We're not past this.
0: <laughs> we're not at <laughs> all. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, on that note, I think that's an exceptional clickbait for us to take into this episode. We have a little this or that today. Uh, our fitness this or that. I will ask Lauren and then I'll add in my answer. But I'm most excited for your gut
0: reaction, your visceral
1: yes. reaction here. Uh, let it rip. Uh, work out alone or with others? By myself. In person or
0: virtual? Um, In person.
1: I am a with others in person. Uh, We're not, no one's surprised. Everyone on this, everyone listening is like, duh. All right. A little more specific now. Are you an inside or an outside workout person?
0: Inside, 100%.
1: Even if it's like a fresh air day? Oh, yeah. Always inside.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not going to Muscle Beach trying to do an outdoor (laughs) workout, you know? (laughs) You're going to go to the Tulum Beach. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. I want, I want... As many factors controlled as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, I love an outdoor walk, but an outdoor, like an actual workout. I mean, I know you're doing it and I would definitely go with you to your gym that has indoor outdoor space. But um, for me all the time, I need a little bit more control.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll say I do have that little benefit of this tiny courtyard with a rig. It's like a rig set up for basically mm-hmm. one or two people and the train goes by, the sun sets, it rises, it's beautiful. Yeah,
0: that's that. That's fine. That feels a little bit more controlled than some of the outdoor <laughs> setups I've seen, but there's a new gym that opened in Philly that is like, dude cannot wait to send it to you it's like a playground and i would be so overwhelmed like it really is like a giant playground for adults i would be so overwhelmed there I'd just walk in circles <laughs> is there a swing set or a skip it <laughs> they're like no but there's a climbing wall <laughs> like holy shit
1: can i get a refund yeah can <laughs> yeah. not gonna work out Okay, so this isn't really this or that, but I'm curious, what, what kind of music do you like to work out to? Hip-hop, rap, pop, throwback,
0: instrumental? Um, okay, so I like to teach to and walk to and or, like, outdoor workout to anything with a BPM around 135. Um, so it's, <laughs> okay. I say that all the time, but it's like a little pop, 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 pop. It's yeah. usually maybe dancey, it's pop, but when I'm working out by myself, Hip hop, (laughs) very good, very
1: good.
0: Like all the time. What about you? I mean, I kind of think you to know what you're gonna say.
1: What am I gonna say?
0: You're gonna say smooth jazz. No, I'm just, (laughs) but but kind of. But maybe dad (laughs) dad funk. Um. So I do have
1: I do have a dad funk. It's actually called Dad Talk. Uh, My dad tried to send me recommendations to make TikToks like the audio. Oh my gosh, I remember that. Yes. Yes, and so I made a playlist called Dad Talk, and it's like very kitschy Motown. Um, so I do lift to a lot of like funky Motown or that kind of stuff. Um, but I also love to just like do a workout to either like the early thousands emo, um, ah. you
0: know, like
1: that kind of, that kind of jam. Um, I also love, uh, EDM kind of, like, I like a high, high BPM dance music to just like grind it out and go, um, yeah, I love a bass drop because it's also a built-in break between uh-huh. sets. So it's like, okay, uh-huh. the bass drops, I gotta lift. So I enjoy that.
0: A hundred percent agree with that. And there's like some songs that will come on, and you're just like, wow, I'm probably gonna like exhaust this whole workout from this song alone, and then I need to leave because yes. you're like, this is the song. Like, we should should we skip it? Because I'm not even warmed up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's usually tambourine, and I'm like, just <laughs> out. I'm out. <laughs> like
0: fuck this workout's canceled <laughs> and um, then like if the mood drops like if the song just drops off so quickly you're like dazed and confused <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: it's like the, li- the lights came in the club and the- <laughs> yeah you're like oh my gosh like there's absolutely no way i can get up from my squat if this song is playing like you need to change it
1: so, if anyone goes to a gym, like, with the fitness classes, you know that if you're in the middle of a workout, the song is just terrible. Like, the whole class is just, like, whining. Like,
0: no, it's that has ha- That happened to me not too long ago. And uh, Shannon and I were just like, you have got to. Like, <laughs> they're, they're an intervention. Like, stop. This music has got to turn up at least seven <laughs> okay one two three four five six seven and it needs to change song like immediately <laughs> oh, so
1: you know exactly what I mean yes, yes. it's like a, a moment in your in your like cells that are just like turn it off or change yeah um, speaking of moment in your cells where it's very cringy I am curious if you had to choose a cringe comment from an instructor is it dig deep or is it find your power
0: mm. or you it
1: or you can offer your own here which one is like the cringe you're willing to deal with
0: the cringe i'm willing to deal with um oh my god both of those are like not things that i say um <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no. They, I mean, I'm saying you're in a class and someone said this and you're like, I am leaving and asking for a refund.
0: Like, <laughs> I can I can deal I can deal with dig deep. I think okay. I might fall over laughing about find your power because I'm like, I have the power to lay my ass down <laughs> like I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> Like, and I know I say cringy cues all the time. <laughs> like, I know I do. Sure. So I'm not saying that I'm above this. But how do you feel about either one? You have to oh pick because you put those. Up, you put those. Yeah.
1: In. No, I um I think find your power sends me. Like that's the one I can't deal with. Uh-huh, it reminds uh-huh. me also. Uh, um Baron Baptiste, founder of Baptiste Yoga. Yeah, 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 yeah uh, all right. right. Um. There's a a saying that guess instructor will repeat all the time, which is like, "Come from. I am ready now." And I'm just like, get me of oh, here. I am not ready. I don't even know how I got here. I am barely hydrated. I mean, I just I can't stand the those types of comments. But find your power is like, wait a minute. Did it does it look like I lost it? Tell me what you really think about me.
0: I just think that yeah, they're so interesting. And sometimes these cues and we can get into it later, but like sometimes they just, just come out. You're like, oh my God, that was really like an embarrassing <laughs> thing to say. Like I straight up like so many embarrassing things in class and my people know that and they like tease me about it later but like yeah but you never know when and what someone's listening to so sometimes people can like pull these weird nuggets that you say out of class and sometimes as you know you're so zoned in the sweat has filled your ears and eyes you're just like I don't even know what this person is saying anymore I hope that like when the music stops that means class is over (laughs) It's not like they're turning the music low and holding a candle in your face and telling you to find your power. You're like, I <laughs> hope it's not that.
1: Do you, do you know that that actually happens, that there are classes where they hold a candle in front of your face? Yeah, I wasn't making that up. Oh, okay, good. I was just, like, making sure that you didn't just riff that and not know it was directly out of a soul cycle class I took in 2019. <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Okay, very good. <laughs> I took that class, too. I took that okay. class, too. Um, and I was going to say, you know, I love a candle. So like I could jokingly do that with an online fitness membership. Um, but (laughs) everyone
1: (laughs) take this moment, climb your mountain, blow out the flame that holds you back. Yeah. Y'all we've been in this world for too long. So we clearly Mm -hmm. know that we know all the cringe. So I've got three questions that are just for the staff of a fitness studio. Would you rather be 1099 or an employee?
0: I never got the chance. Um, <laughs> so, um, I mean, I've always been 1099 and I don't necessarily like care too much. I was able to figure it out, but um, yeah. so I don't really have much feedback on being an employee.
1: Yeah, I felt like being a 1099 gave me a good bit of freedom. I didn't necessarily love um, that there was a lot of work I didn't get to like count towards hours. Like the app, mm, like I to uh-huh. do a lot of extra work, which we'll talk about in a second, and also later. Um, but yeah, I was okay with it. Never given the opportunity for something else either. Uh, second, second question: Would you rather check in all the clients as they come in, or clean up the studio after?
0: Okay, so this is very difficult for me to determine. So, um, because I want to control both factors. <laughs> I I was thinking at first I was like neither, but it's like both. Um, yeah. And I think that my choice is check people in because that's a chance to, like, hear any feedback that I need to hear. Um, And, like, if I need to change class at the last minute, if I have someone who's coming who's, like, very much pregnant, um, who's coming (laughs) off of an injury. So I I think that that kind of, like, helps me move forward in the class. But the control of, like, making sure that the studio is clean is also, like, pretty high up there. What's your choice? Yeah,
1: um, I'm definitely that personable teacher who wants to greet you when you walk in. So I'm checking checking the clients um, for sure. I also felt like it was a great way to like not feel the celebrityism that I think came up in the fitness world that we were in, which is like kind of like some of the fitness instructors were almost. You're like... a
0: celebrity to me, baby. <laughs> you always will be.
1: Oh, do I think that there were instructors that kind of were, like, a little holier than thou, and, like, you didn't see them until the class started, and it's, like, they're all the people. And they left immediately. Right, right. And so I like that personal touch. Uh, Cleaning up the studio, I am not into cleaning anything. I did it because Mm. it was very therapeutic. Uh, Mm -hmm. I liked it for myself. Um, I also love a clean studio. I think it's important for, obviously, the actual physical culture of the room, that there are no cultures (laughs) growing, Um, (laughs) bacterial cultures. And, um, you know, for the experience for the client, but I will always check people in. That was my favorite. And last question, is your playlist curated, curated, excuse me, to the minute? Like each song comes at the right time in your class or is it on
0: shuffle? I would like you to pick what you think mine is. Curated to the minute. You're incorrect. It's on shuffle. Of course, I'm a Sagittarius. I'm flying by the seat of my fucking pants every time. I thought you would want to just, like,
1: hit us with a bomb of a song for a move that you were going to launch at us, that nobody asked for.
0: I have a skeleton. Okay, okay. And I pick from those beautiful, like, skeleton playlists, but depending on the move, depending on the vibe, depending on who's bringing Mm. what, sometimes I'm like, we need to pick this up. And so I have to bring on one of those songs. Oh, so you're playing
1: DJ. You might even go and change. Oh, wow.
0: You're changing. Yeah, the I'll day. change a song in the middle. I'll change a song in the middle. Wow. Oh I will. God. I'll be like, mm, I don't feel like the energy is right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, that is big. I always well, who's surprised here? I was a yoga teacher, right? So having the whole experience top to bottom, zipped up with a bow on it, that was all I wanted to deliver.
0: So- I mean, your yoga playlists were always great. Um, your classes were great. And I think that the playlists were some of my favorites because they were not, you know, they weren't trying to be deeply yoga. Like they weren't trying to Right. Yeah. I'm yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. The like appropriated yoga music with like hip hop. Oh, interesting. Interesting take. Um. Yes, I appreciate that. And if anyone's interested, we have Spotify accounts with all of our playlists on them.
0: Yeah, you'll see how I repeat songs and then um, you won't see the songs that I throw in there when people Ooh. look like they need that extra energy because it's off. the. Cu- I'm like, throwback in the middle of something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like people need to take your class to really get the whole experience.
0: They really do. Um Let's cool. get into it. Let's get into
1: it. So, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about us first. So, just kind of our, our experience of getting into fitness. As you know, Lauren and I both came from backgrounds of, you know, disordered eating, disordered movement routines. And really, you know, as you probably remember from the Wrecking Ball routine episode, Lauren was more of a hop to one, to the other, to the other in terms of movement modalities. And I was more of, I am going to hold on for dear life in this modality until it serves all of its purpose to me. And then I'm going to burn out and try something else. So for us to get into fitness and to be teaching fitness is so interesting. I think it's also great because we can speak to you when you really struggle with those places. I'm really curious, Lauren. When on earth did you get into studio fitness?
0: Yeah. Um. So I think, can we, can we back it up to getting into the gym? So I got a gym yeah. membership when I was 19. And it was a 24-hour gym called 24-hour fitness. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me just clarify. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they had group fitness classes there. So that was like the first group fitness vibe that I got into heavy on the zumba um mm-hmm. heavy on the zumba not by choice definitely <coughs> by by majority rules in the yeah. group of friends i yeah, was with. yeah sure um but like great teachers teachers that we would like follow to other clubs um
1: wow okay
0: yeah so like that was the vibe and the mood and then i think that made it easier for me to roll into studio fitness which I think I probably started taking like boutique studio fitness classes in like maybe twenty thirteen, mm-hmm. you know, when I like moved to Philly. Um is when I started dabbling in the oh I'll take a class there, oh I'll take a class there. I took some classes in some some places, you know what I'm saying? I'm really like, saying I took some yeah. classes and I'm like, How did you all get on an app? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did you figure that out? Um so so, yeah. So, around 2013, what about you?
1: Yeah, so and, where, and
0: where were you? Yeah. Where were yeah, you? Yeah. So,
1: I was um, in Emmitsburg, Maryland, uh, mm. which was where my college was. It was a very small liberal arts school that I did not want to go to um, at all. And my roommate... Um, had been playing soccer her whole high school life. and was no longer playing soccer. And her mom was really hard on her about gaining weight. Mm. And I had always loved, you know, my high school gym classes were awesome. They were very chill. I did two years of taking my gym credits at my local gym in my neighborhood like oh uh, yeah I
0: remember you saying that right I that was so, so I would cool. just,
1: yeah so I would just go to the gym three times a week and that counted and I would go with a friend we just goofed off and watched Seinfeld on the elliptical like we didn't do much however I always knew I loved to move I never felt athletic and my roommate was trying to get into fitness she was going to some classes I was going with her and then a senior Uh, Who was graduating? Who taught all the fitness classes we went to? We were like her, you know, super fans. Had said, Mm -hmm. "Hey, we need to hire instructors because the last two seniors are graduating. That could be you." And we were freshmen, and we were like, "What?" And I kid you not, my roommate and I just dominated the schedule within like six months. So we trained under Lisa Martin. She's still there. She's the recreational fitness director, and she was an angel. Paid for us to get certified, and like took us under her wing. And I started teaching all types of fitness classes. Um, PiyO, like Pilates Yoga Blend. Oh, yeah. Yoga. Mm-hmm. I did uh, just like, you know, general like kind of hit style classes or like aerobic style classes. And yeah. I loved it. And that's kind of how I got started was I was an instructor my freshman and sophomore year of college. And then that took me uh, all the way through college. I did that as a part-time job. And I just adored it.
0: Yeah, it was, it was good times. I yeah. remember taking those classes throughout college too, because we had access to like yeah, college rec centers and getting to take all those classes. Um, so yeah, that was fun. Those were fun times. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they were. And they were also like, I say fun with quotation marks for me because there was a lot of deep seated stuff happening underneath the surface there. Um, but it was still like, i was so glad to have found movement on my own. It wasn't like I was being forced into it, but like, it ended up kind of getting gross.
0: No, totally. Yeah. Fun. Fun is definitely in quotes. I mean, so the reason I was there wasn't necessarily fun, but like the experiences that I had in those studios could still be fun, right? Like I still, I still feel good feelings about those classes, I don't necessarily feel like happy feelings about my motivation for Ooh, taking those classes.
1: I love the way you worded that. I feel like that resonates with a lot of people. And I often ask my clients like, well, what's something you learned from that diet? And their head explodes. They're like, what? I learned terrible things. So it's like, well, no, you might have learned that you actually liked yogurt because of Weight Watchers. I'm like, now you actually like this food, which you never had before. So right. not to say not a silver lining the situation, but I think it's great that we were at such young ages to find some joy in fitness. I will say I didn't get into studio fitness until I was about 22. I graduated college and like went to classes. I did, could not afford them. I was, no, a, that's, know, why
0: I was de- that's why I was, I was going yeah. to like this new student, like, three yes. packs everywhere
1: everywhere yep i was in durham north carolina just going to different studios and i friggin loved it and when my new membership new person membership ran out i was always so sad
0: and they're like well it was good to get to know you all see you never again
1: <laughs> until the next group time comes out yeah.
0: god that sucks yeah.
1: <laughs> so so when did you actually start teaching in studios
0: I'm trying to figure this out, and I want to say 2016. I want to say that. 2016 or 2017. I can't remember.
1: Parallel lives. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I want to say it was around that time. Um, And, you know, it was like when I was doing it, it was a bar certification. So you were teaching before you were were like – Stubbing in and working on it a little bit before, so I can't remember exactly. I'm sure I could scroll far enough that I could find it, but I'll I'll just stick with that story.
1: Cool. Um, I never taught in studios other than like the gym, right? The gym at my. University and when I left, I was a school teacher. So I would teach my students. I taught community classes for local sports teams. I taught Caleb's lacrosse students. Like I never oh well, that's read. a whole
0: different episode.
1: That was a mess. Yeah, um, no, it was good. Um, however, I felt like I just I was... meant Caleb
0: being a lacrosse guy. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's the episode. Yes.
1: Okay, great. <laughs> so I I only ever did community classes. I taught in the Durham community, and then when I moved to Philly. I was in a job, it was some, It was 60, 60 hours when I started. I ended my job at, like, 90 hours a week. And that's when I kind of, like, had to take pause and think about, like, what else could you do for a living while you're trying to get your life back together? Uh-huh. I was like, well, you did teach yoga for several years, so I recertified, and I started teaching 2016 as well.
0: Yeah. 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 I, so, I mean, I was taking studio classes whilst at my uh, – desk job and then uh-huh. you know remember when i just pieced out of like working in corporate america yes. um <laughs> yes, i'm going back to nannying um <laughs> scott's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> what but yeah so i think it was definitely 2016 2017 like somewhere in there is when i started like actually making money from it and you know that's the whole you know a whole section that we have on this which yeah. is making money from yes. it
1: so you were teaching bar. You weren't teaching like any other types of classes yet? No. Okay. Not it. Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, I was. I had, had dabbled in like body pump and different Les Mills stuff. Um, but by the time 2016 rolled around, I was just focused on yoga. Um, and for me to be just focused on one thing is a surprise to no one. Um, so uh-huh. here we are. We're going to talk a little bit about the good, bad, and the ugly of our uh-huh. of our experiences and also like what we just kind of know we Lauren and I like ran in this like circle in Philadelphia of fitness instructors we all kind of knew of each other knew about each other the only reason you knew I about
0: the studios
1: knew about the studios Lauren um had at the time had her availability showing when I was uh connected to her I remember exactly where I was everyone this is a sweet moment that Lauren doesn't know about I know exactly where I was when Lauren followed me on Instagram <laughs> What? Yeah, is that so cute? So I was walking up, um, I guess it was 18th Street, and it, it hits uh, the center of Rittenhouse Square. And I was, no, it wasn't. I was getting off the bus, and I was walking down towards my apartment, and I saw it. And I was like, oh, L King's Fitness. Like, no. this person's so cool. And then I started to notice that Lauren had that green available kind of notation on her account because she was awake at the same time I was awake. Uh, walking to classes, walking to go teach. So it's kind of funny that we, you know, ran in this network. We ended up going to different classes together, or learn would come to my classes. It's always really sweet. Um, we would I'd come and see you up in Mount Airy. Like there just be the fun things that we would have as part of our lives as instructors. Um, there's good things about that, right? Our friendship, and then there's some bad and some ugly things. So why don't we kind of just get into the good, right? Let's start there. What are the good things about studio life, either for instructors or for customers, however you want to go about this.
0: Yeah. I think that for everybody, it's like the energy and like the capsule. So Mm -hmm. if you find a good studio and you create this and it's so like, it's so corny. And again, back to the corporate, but it's like, this is a family, but like, (laughs) but like it can be like very, very nurturing space and it's, it's the third place, right? Like yeah, yeah. work, it's work, home, and a lot of people don't have a third place. So studios become their third place. And I think that um, there's, there's just been so many cool people who are in different walks of life, like doing different things that I've never, you know, never knew people were doing um, that all come together in a class. And yeah. so you're like, wow you have a really great job or like an interesting hobby outside of this. Oh, I know someone who does that. You like meet somebody and you're like, oh yeah, I know that person. They're a doctor, they're an attorney, Mm -hmm. they make furniture, like all of these eclectic people coming together and you just get this network that is so huge and rich and really fun. So I think that that's definitely a good for, for instructors and for people who are coming into the studio for clients.
1: Agreed. Um, my number one thing is the people. Like, I love being around people, being with people and not only seeing how different everyone is, but also the fact that we're all there for the same reason. We're all there to move. And that kind of frees us up around like, you know, uh, I had a friend the other day ask, you know, like, well, I'm trying to go to this class or go to the gym when uh, my coworkers aren't, they're not members of this gym or they're not going to this class. So they're kind of like holding me back. They're like, want me to stay and stick around longer and shoot the shit. And having a group of people that are like excited to see you to do the same thing. It's mm-hmm. so welcoming and it's so motivating um, on days you don't really want to be there. Maybe you're excited to see the teacher or you're excited to see that person that you're always next to in class. Um, yeah. You have a spot. It was, everybody's got a <laughs> spot. Lot of, oh, that's probably the ugly category of the yoga studio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I also really like just an instructor planning class. Maybe that's the teacher in me, but I also just love thinking about what do I want to offer for this 40 or 60 minute class.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't mind planning classes. I think that the way that I teach now is different enough from when I was in the studio because of just knowledge that I've collected along the way and also, um, being able to like curate something to my own style. So there is that that has made class planning a little bit different for me in the last two and a half, three years than it was before. Um, but you're right. It's always like when you put these two moves together and you're like, Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to hate it. Um, <laughs> and I do like sometimes I'll like put in all caps like, oh, my gosh, like they're going to complain about this. Mm-hmm. But of course, there's always variations and modifications that you can take. There's other things that you can offer. It's just fun to know that you're like, "Ooh, this is going to get a little spicy through here.
1: Yes, yes. And planning the spice. Have you ever taken a class that felt like it was all over the place? Like it had no uh, streamlined kind of like a thread to it. When you get to be the teacher who plans a class with a good thread through it, that spicy hint that pops up every once in a while, or you get to take a class like that. Um, it just got it. It makes it makes it feel so valuable. And it, it's a real experience, right? Like that's such a good benefit of studio is it's a, you get to experience something with others and with yourself
0: hmm Yeah. So I don't mind the planning when you get to like drop those little little gold nuggets. <laughs> <Yes. in. laughs>
1: those little little peppers throughout. Um, would you say there's any other like goods to the studio studio life as an instructor or as a client that just stand out to you?
0: Um, I think it's kind of circling back to the beginning, like the first one, but you kind of get to leave it there. Mm-hmm. Like, it is the place, right? It it is the container, like I mentioned. So you come in with whatever energy, most of the time, your energy is shifted throughout the class, and you leave with a different energy, which I think is a very powerful thing when it comes to moving your body and being in a space that you really enjoy, like, how that energy can change from, like, a really, like, long, maybe boring, maybe shitty, maybe stressful day to like coming through and just feeling better when you leave. Um, So I think that studios can be really great for holding that energy. And a lot of times, you know, like if they have like a lot of natural light or Mm. in a yoga class, maybe if there's less light and it's a little sleepy vibe um, can be really like a lovely thing to be part of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. On that note, my good here, like uh, the overall big benefit is that you just get to show up and you don't have to make many decisions. You know, like sometimes you're coming from work or from school or it's a rough day for you to just park your car, go in and say, like, I showed up and like that was the hardest thing. And now this instructor is going to guide me through what I need to do is such a relief it's a release. Um, and it gives you a chance, like you said, to let your energy get shifted because you're no longer the one with the decision fatigue. Like the instructor has planned this class for you for a purpose, for a reason. And you get to, you know, take what you want and leave what you don't. I think that's really special.
0: Totally. Yes, yeah. I love that.
1: So what about the bad the the bad parts of studio life I kind of when I was writing some notes for this I came at it from my angle of being someone who y'all I spent sometimes 20 to 30 hours in different studios in Philadelphia when I was a almost a full-time instructor and a full-time grad student so I do have that kind of like you know that taste in my mouth Uh, but there's also parts of being a student that there's some not great elements of being in a studio Lauren where would you start
0: um, I'm really trying to think of where if I want to approach it as the instructor or the student, but I think that um, maintaining that like, so maintaining hey. it as an instructor is like very difficult, right? Because especially we already mentioned most of the time you're 1099, um, most of the time you're not getting paid a ton, yep, and it's just like it could be really hard on your body. It could be really hard on your mind where you're like, Oh no, you're teaching at multiple places. Oh no. Was I supposed to be there instead of there? Or like, (laughs) there's like, like how do I have, you know, this much time to get between places or whatever. So I think there's a little, there's a, there's an extreme hustle for people who are doing this full time, especially, or like as their main bread and butter. Um, It can be a a hustle lifestyle that is fun sometimes. Yeah. And, like, most of the time is, like, could get a little stressful in between those classes.
1: Yeah. And if you really don't make – not make a name for yourself, but if you don't find a rhythm that you can maintain, it just burns – I think it can burn you out. Um, You have to sort of know what your capacity is. That's something that I had to learn the hard way with teaching, like you had said, multiple places, offering to – like, sometimes I would teach – An earlier class, and then I would drive to a different version of that company's studio, like at another location, and teach a seven o'clock class. Like, man, that's a lot of running around. Uh Um, I kind of see it like it's a mirage, too. I think a bad part about this is like you think that as a student, you have no idea what's happening. But as uh, maybe a want to be like an inspired or aspiring instructor, you're like, oh, this person quit her job and became a yoga teacher. I want to do that. And people would message me that on Instagram. And I was like, absolutely do not do that. Like I didn't mm-hmm. quit my job to become a yoga teacher. I became a yoga teacher to help me pay for grad school because I did not have financial support for it. Um, you mm-hmm. essentially need four four other jobs to do this, or multiple other jobs. So Lauren and I both nannied, and a lot of mm-hmm. people didn't didn't always see that part.
0: Um, we
1: Lauren, you had other gigs.
0: Oh my god! Like yeah, so
1: many different side gigs.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was like um, working in like. A local office, like for the city, for like the CDC at some <laughs> point. Like, um, I worked at like a law office at one point. Like, what other? gig? I'm trying to think of like just weird. Um, you know, of course, nannying and pick up babysitting yeah. and like, um, other things. But yeah, I mean, I've done, I've done a lot of gig work. Um, and I like it. Oh yeah. running my friends at Airbnb. Yeah.
1: That's the, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah.
0: yeah I those, forgot about that. Those were
1: days sometimes when you would be like, Hey, do you want to hang out today? Cause you were already in the city. Um, so mm-hmm. those were days I remember fondly, but it was so, it was so comforting to know that someone else was doing all the gig work. Um, I often felt like if I didn't, like if I got sick, I couldn't teach. I didn't get paid. So if I, I remember coming back from Costa Rica, I punctured my eardrum on the flight. I was really sick. Couldn't hear anything. (laughs) And I had to cancel all of my classes for at least a week because I couldn't be upside down. I couldn't move my head side to side. I couldn't really teach at all or hear myself. And I couldn't be in a hot room like that. I taught hot yoga. It was, I was like, what am I going to do? Uh It really was just, uh, you know, it was hard to save money. It was hard to keep that going. And um, fortunately, fitness instructors have, you know, I think the pandemic has really helped with creating more sustainable spaces. Um, And also there's no real security for yourself. Like studios will close. Studios are affected by economies and bad business decisions and things like that, too. So uh, from an instructor and it is sort of a volatile experience uh, depending on what's happening and who's running it.
0: Yes, for sure. I think that that, that can definitely be listed under the bad for like studios is, um, and it's not even like anyone's bad. It's just yeah. like running a small business, having that overhead, having that stress. And a lot of people are by themselves. I mean, I'm by myself ish now but it's a virtual studio but like running an in-person studio by themselves and like very stretched thin um and it kind of feels like as instructors under that you're like oh like one thing is always a little bit slipping, right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's like a lot of pickup work and I, I know that that's like a common experience from instructors side of it is just like there's always a little bit extra that could be done. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's just the to-do list never ends. And I got very close with um, our studio owners, the ones that I primarily worked with. And when you learn, like, how much it costs to heat three yoga studios in the winter. Oh, my god. And then you have, you know, you have a long list of people paying Groupon, and they don't want to... They get upset when you're like, uh, you can only do this one time every three years. And they're all upset about the cost of the studio. And it's like, man, it, it just really it's not, it's, it's very rarely like the owner who's like running bad business. It's just that it's so hard.
0: It's yeah. It's so a really difficult. heavy lift. It's, it's a heavy a lift, super heavy lift. Yeah. yeah. Especially like if you're not attached to a franchise, like,
1: yeah, well, right. Right. And so with franchises, I think comes one other bad thing, which is the culture. And so the culture of a studio is often dictated by a franchise or like an overall mission. Um, the culture of a studio can be, tough. And I think, uh, I'm sure with your clients, that's why they're with you. My clients are often trying to find a place to work out and they're nervous about body talk. They're nervous about diet talk. They're nervous about instructors. They're nervous that,
0: about classes that are named really shitty names.
1: Yes. yes they're they're nervous about thigh-by. Like,
0: they
1: they want to be appreciated, seen, and kind of show up as they are. Because like I said, you're coming from a busy work day or in the middle of your busy work day, you just want to have that experience and move on and yet some of the things we hear in studios can be downright unforgettable. You know, like in not in a great way.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know, you I don't think group fitness can ever cater directly to the individual, right? Like you you're you're there and you're flexible because it's a group experience and like I think we need to just be so mindful about the collective. Um And who's coming to these classes? And like, you just don't know. You just don't know where someone is with their body. Don't know where someone is with food. You don't know where someone is with access to any of these things. You don't know where someone is with their health. Um, and so I think that it can just be so, like you said, the culture there can be as a as a student or as someone taking a class, there can be like this pressure to perform. And again, I'm saying like you don't know where someone is health wise. Like, I don't want someone telling me to like push harder, um, and like making it a statement. I I always throw out maybes. I know you throw out maybes. I love <laughs> like I love that like our classes like definitely have those touch points that are very similar, where it's like maybe you do this, maybe you try this, or offering this as a suggestion. But the like pick it up for the last whatever and you're like "Mm, I'm gonna pass out actually so maybe I won't but it takes a lot of practice and knowing yourself and being comfortable and confident enough to be like I'm gonna lay my ass down and I'm not gonna let this instructor who's like hype on their (laughs) um, energy drink that they had before class tell me something that's definitely going to injure me or like hinder me from being a better performer later, like, because of this, like, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to make my sick, myself sick for this class. It's not that serious.
1: Yeah. I, when you said high on their energy drink, I thought you were going say high on their ego. Cause I think sometimes we see
0: that, that the, instrument... I think they, I think the energy drinks actually come with a little bit of that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't drink them. So I don't yeah.
1: know. Um, I, I feel like there's a little bit of a power trip, especially if you're like your bike is positioned on us. Oh my God. Elevated. Station or or the
0: mood, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I the dark. The class is dark. Yes, the class is loud. The energy is high. It's hard not to get hype and be like very, very, very into it. And there is a way to hold space for. Or do nothing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right, right. And I think it's all, that should always be a welcome thing. I, you know, I can't believe I forgot to say the C word here. But one of the bad parts of a studio is really, and it, it, it's all related here, is comparison, right? Uh-huh. So it's not only that, like, the instructor might be kind of, you know, give it all you've got. But it could also be the person next to you has done a handstand for every vinyasa.
0: <laughs> like- <laughs> I'm, I'm cracking up because, like, thinking of, like, me And like this has nothing, you know, with yoga, it's, like, a lot about the practice, a lot about, like, whatever. But, like, even at your most practiced, you may not be able to do something that, like, a new person can do. And you're just like, "Mm, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) And then you have to remind yourself this is the exact contradiction to what this practice is supposed to be. And it's so hard. You're right. Like, the comparison and the performance of it all. Yeah. Like, oh look yeah. how high my leg is.
1: Right. And like there were instructors that would take other yoga classes and they would sit in the friggin' front. Mm-hmm. There are people that have access to a studio. They don't work a nine to five. They can eat whenever they want, drink whenever they want, and they're always flexible because they've been working out every day, teaching all week. You think about like those people up in the front are setting an example like this is a again, this is a mirage. Like this is yeah. necessarily the standard of goodness in yoga or bar. This is just what these three people who have a lot more access to these things can do because of that access. Whereas like your body is good when you show up and however yeah. you need to move it is great.
0: I think that I, my toxic trait is um, knowing that as, uh, as someone who is in the fitness world, when I go to a class, sometimes I do just lay my ass down and, um, as a, an, an example for people um, as a point. Yeah, no, I swear I swear to you, I will stop working to make a point because I think that like we get so caught up in that and I'm like, oh I'm just gonna secretly remind everyone it's literally like a 45 minute class. This is not this is not this is not the Olympics. This isn't the Olympics. Um, <laughs> this isn't the fight of your life. So please, like, it just seems, it. yeah, so part, again, I just go to classes to just, you know, uh purposely take every modification and modifications <laughs> the teacher didn't even say. Sometimes I'm like, oh, you didn't say a modification for me? Let me show you one. Mm-hmm.
1: You didn't did <laughs> tell me I could do half pigeon on my back? Well, let me just be the guide for everybody
0: else who right. needed it. <laughs> yeah, and then people will do it.
1: So there are little studio angels out there. They are your, uh, you recklessly tired, but still trying instructors.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and seeking to like, even the playing field of like, you know, listening to your body because it just, it just takes the fun out of it. It does.
1: It does. And that's why it's on the bad list, right? Like you're paying. I like to remind my students, like you're paying for this experience. You should mm-hmm. be getting something out of this that isn't like inner turmoil.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it's, it's, I love that. <laughs>
1: um, on the note of inner turmoil, which is an ugly feeling, we are going to discuss some of the ugly things about studios. I think the most prominently ugly thing that is very physically obvious to all of us is just when a studio is not clean.
0: <sighs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Th- like I said, I have been... Th- I'm just laughing because, like, there was a place that I used to go when I was in college with my friend. And I was like, I'm going to get, like, seriously, I'm going to contract MRSA here. Oh, no. Like, I was like, you know, I'm a hand washer, too. Yes. Um, So there would just be, like, like, in between, like, transitioning from, like, activities during this class. And I would sneak away to, like, wash my hands (laughs) because I was like, I cannot handle this. Like, I can't handle it. Um... So I think that, yeah, like, studio cleanliness, sometimes there is that little je ne sais quoi about the dark, dingy. Like, Mm -hmm. you're like, I'm about to get a workout here because they don't give a shit. (laughs) 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 Zero people here are certified. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that's definitely, like, a a, a red flag, especially if you're rolling around on the floor, you know? You're, like, want to know that you can roll safely on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, I I found
1: that in certain poses, like, um, bound angle pose is when your soles of your feet together, your knees are apart, and you're sitting, your hands are wrapped under your feet, or, like, butterfly position. Uh This is going to be gross, uh, trigger warning to people who don't like uh, people picking at their feet. Um, But people would peel their toenails. (gasps) Because they'd be, like, fixated. They'd be in a pose for maybe, like, two minutes or a minute or they'd be touching their feet or near their feet forward fold. And there would be pieces of nails on the floor when I would clean up. <laughs> and I always felt like I'm going, I've never felt like I was going to get MRSA, but I always felt like I'm going to contract like somebody's disease from I'm their skin. I'm getting a fungal infection. A in my fungal head. infection was definitely a concern. Um, and also speaking of fungal infections, which love moist darkness. Um, I would, Oh, this one's gross too. I would step in people's sweat puddles.
0: Oh yeah! I luckily with bar, as you know, we wear those little socks. Yeah, um,
1: right, right, right.
0: So those little socks like kept a lot <laughs> of things. Yeah, they were a barrier for sure. Um, I would like to just like circle back, but yeah, deep fear of getting fungal uh, things on my feet. Uh, no shade, no shame, but like your girl had like a swimmer and athletes foot as a kid from like pools yeah. and like never again i don't want to go back And like plant, um, plantar warts Ugh. oh oh it wasn't me couldn't be me but i'm scared <laughs> so, <laughs> so like all of the precautions that i could take there but yeah like i thought you were gonna say the ugly is um when you yourself are like to the point where you're so sweaty and so slippery <laughs> and there might even be like, like a little bit of fire, a little bit of chafe going on. Oh, that oh, is, yeah. like, that's that's asleep. definitely on my ugly list where I'm just like, oh, also in that one, inappropriate clothing that you wore to class mm. um, and not like inappropriate in like, Oh my God, why are you wearing that? More like, Oh my God, I wore a zip front uh, sports <laughs> bra and it it's only hanging by the clasp right now. Both my titties are about to yeah. come out. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do this forward fold quite differently today. <laughs> yeah. And as a teacher, they, they, it it has happened. I have taught an entire class with a single strap of a sports bra and a prayer.
1: I remember Um, remember this happening to you and hearing about
0: it. Yeah, it was great. Mm -hmm. It was was a Janet Jackson moment.
1: The wardrobe (laughs) malfunction is so real. Because if you wear leggings and your legs chafe, obviously the fabric between your thighs is either going to pill or get thin. And like uh, you might not know you got a hole there until you are in a Mm -hmm. wide-legged position or you're doing some sort of like balanced position you literally like it's breezy (laughs) open your vagine to the world you're like oh okay There's a breeze
0: happening. Yes.
1: Um, you know, speaking of wardrobe, do you find it to be an ugly thing? Um, I struggle with this. Like the idea of some studios are great about like just be comfortable and other studios, I felt like if you weren't in the matching set or you weren't like, you know, super thin, like you couldn't take your shirt off. Like it was sort of like only only that
0: girl kind of can do that. Mm. I, I definitely... Again, once again, I'm toxic. So if I feel like you're you don't want me to take my shirt off because of the way <laughs> I look, I'm gonna take it off. Yeah. Um and like I don't wanna take my shirt off. I would like to say that too. We have talked about like my whole thing about being in as many layers and clothing yes, as possible. Yes. But also when I'm sweating, like if I take my shirt off, what's gonna absorb all of that? I'm just gonna be like super damp. Um <laughs> so so, I think that there's that, but yeah, I definitely have been to studios where I'm like, "Oh, I should be cuter." <laughs> should I have should I've been cuter?
1: I planned an outfit. Yes. Right. <laughs>
0: Um, like, should I buy something from the studio store? <laughs> I'm looking like not great.
1: Yeah. Uh, I wonder why that store is there. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. Um, I find that there is cert- certainly a feeling of like being an ugly duckling, like wearing your older clothing or wearing your like, kind of like, uh, you know, several year old yoga wear, which is like still good. Um, sometimes just like, wasn't good enough. Wasn't cute enough. I find that kind of an ugly part of studio life. Um, what other ugly things come up for you in the studio world?
0: Um, I'm trying to think about it. And we talked about it in a lot of uh, bad, but I think maybe something that you touched on earlier, which is um, like an ego or an exclusive vibe between between studios, yeah, good one. Um, yeah. amongst, amongst studios, you know, all of those things where it could get, It could get a little clicky. It could get, like, so-and-so doesn't like this studio. So, like, everyone who teaches there, we don't like them. Or, like, whatever. And, like, it's very – it could be very competitive because we do feel like maybe we are competing for people coming to class or whatever. I don't – because, you know, I don't uh, really play into that thing. Like, I'm trying to talk to a lot of people. Um, Yeah. And so I don't really have the – Maybe I don't have a ton of the social understanding around, like, being that way towards people. Um, I like talking to other teachers. I have tons of friends who have been or still are in group fitness, and I do not feel the urge to be, like, competitive against them. But I think that that could be, like, an ugly thing that happens where it's just like, we are these people and we are these people.
1: Mm-hmm. Um I found that the Athleta community classes were a good um kind of like they helped to like break that down a little bit because they would if for those of you who aren't sure about this or haven't don't have a, an Athleta in your area they offer community classes usually on Saturday or Sunday I'm not sure quite with the pandemic what they what they look like anymore they're back okay good um but it's before the store opens by an hour and you get to participate in like a type of movement or a, maybe it's even like a journaling class, sound bath, any type of wellness activity for free. And they, you know, a, an instructor from the area hosts that class and it kind of helps you see that there's, you know, a lot of people doing a lot of great work with the same goal of making people feel good in their body. So why are we competing You know, obviously Uh there's the financial element. I think you had said, like, I don't understand what's happening. What's the social dynamic? I mean, for me, it's very clear. It's fear, right? It's fear Uh of core power is going to run us out of business because we're a small yoga studio or this studio opened up across the street. How dare they? A lot of that energy. And then we layer in, Now, wait a minute. You didn't see this coming because I'm just going to drop it. But there was a certain magazine that would offer their tidbits on Top instructors, or you got to take this class in, in this city. I, we I'm not going to have...
0: say anything, but maybe <laughs> one of us was on the cover of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, and getting a feature was like, oh my God. you know, it was like a big deal, and it was sort of like people in the fitness world knew uh, that you got featured, and it was like, you know, you would screenshot it, you would post about it, and it just kind of, there became a competition that didn't feel so friendly around, like, who gets to be included in this chatter around who's who in the fitness community in your city, and for Philadelphia, mm-hmm. it felt very like there. It was a fitness community. Like New Orleans is quite different. I don't see that quite as much here. Um,
0: the non, mm. the non. Oh yeah, it's like a different. It's a different. Vibe.
1: It's different. Like the non competes are obviously. I do see that here. Like you know, if you leave a studio, like you are going to have that non compete. Uh, a lot. Of Someone people-
0: recently told me they had a non compete, and I was just so angry about it. For yeah, them.
1: yeah. Like it just was like these are people that again are ten ninety nine. They have to make money. Go teaching at multiple studios and non compete literally keeps them from working.
0: Right, and it impacts their livelihood. And it can keep. It's just like you know any kind of teaching. It can keep a teacher who's not necessarily happy with it mm, there. Yeah. And then what does that do for the whole vibe?
1: In the whole right, all the students, the culture. Um, so all of that to say, I think the competition is uh, you know fueled by fear that you're not good enough mm-hmm. that you're not successful enough that you're not making enough money and that is sure as shit ugly <laughs> that belongs in this section
0: for sure yeah yeah I think that that's 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 mostly what I have to say about the ugly and then we talked about it a little bit in the bad but like I think I think this can go in an ugly but like tch-
1: oh yes 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 like go to 30 classes in 30 days
0: type stuff yeah i think that can get real ugly um (laughs) i'm not anti-challenge i think i'm more intuitive challenge Mm -hmm. or a challenge that is like at a realistic realistic challenge um challenge that like but again it just can be like the luxury of time right yeah time time is a privilege so when you're like oh I'm not going to be able to compete in this challenge because I don't have child like I'm a, I'm I'm coming one one time a week like yeah. and it, I don't know when that day is um and so I think that like that can get a little ugly for people to maybe loop back into that comparison and and on the other side of it if you were young, maybe in college, maybe didn't did have the luxury of time and were able to do this, it can feed into ugly habits that you're already doing behind closed doors and lead you to be there more than you were before. Yes,
1: Lauren, yes, yes, yes. There's a studio that I went to and I, I was I was a student, I was a dietetic intern living in New Orleans, and they were like, oh you gotta get in on the challenge and the end of my like month. like $45 membership was like closing out. And I started to notice that people were doing two a days. Oh yeah. To win the challenge. And it's like, oh my, like that's a perfect example of something a college student could do. If they had time in the morning and the evening, they want to win the challenge. But now all of a sudden you are attributing success to going to a yoga class that is the exact same in the morning as it is in the evening in some of these studios. Um, Uh Yeah. It's dangerous territory. That's a great point.
0: Yeah, I, I I maybe try to block that out, but it's still it's still in there. It's still in there. And I like I said I don't mind like a a silly goofy chat. Like there are some challenges that are like, you know, um tag us in a photo or like, you know, wear a costume. Like some challenges yeah, are really like yeah, they're, they're, they're a little bit different where it's, it doesn't feel you don't feel that intensity of like the 45 classes or whatever like what
1: (laughs) in in 14 days yeah (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) i only have 14 days left on my first month that was cheaper (laughs) get this going
1: yeah yeah um i i feel like if there if you're an instructor or you work in a studio like challenge your studio owners to do non-attendance based because there's something about getting out, something out of the class a little different or showing up a little bit different, or there's like a rainbow outfit day or like, I don't know, something that's just like, come as you are, participate in a way that feels good and wholesome. But like attendance challenges are just, they miss the mark on people's lives. <laughs> like, my yeah, life totally. is this studio. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like I said, at one point it could easily have been. And then, you know, now, as a, as a grown up, grown up looking yeah. back, you're like, oh yeah, no wonder I had so much time. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> um, I have one more that I didn't put on our notes, so I'm definitely going to get you by surprise here. Closing
0: on. So, yeah. So
1: we talked a lot about yoga studio, bar studio. We didn't really talk about the functional fitness boutique studios where you are given a device that tracks your heart rate or that tracks your like earnings or your effort, um, or, like, your name is up on the board or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you? What are your thoughts on that? Does I would categorize it typically under ugly. I'm open to other uh, interpretations here. What's your gut on that?
0: Okay, so, well, I would first like to say that I have never been to one of those studios. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that a lot of these places, regardless of... The instructors and the instructor's ability, because I don't think it has much to do with the instructors, has a lot to do with what the setup is of this place. I feel like they're injury factories. I feel like they are factories for people getting hurt and getting burnt out and leaving fitness and walking away from it for limping away from it in some (laughs) cases for a long time. Um, I have a lot of strong feelings about places like this because, again, there is that competitive element all the time it's not just a challenge it's every day you're in there it is it is the challenge um and i think that not it's it's very much like trying to be one size fits all like we all run on the treadmill Mm -hmm. at this speed we all lift this much weight and Of course, there's room for interpretation and flexibility. But like when you go in there and you're like, I'm just starting, I would like to lift five pounds. But literally the next one up, it's like 15 and everyone around you is like pressing 15s up over their head. Like you're like, hmm, you know, maybe I'll try it. And then your shoulders are hurting forever. Um, So I think that I think that I definitely would put that in in the ugly as well, Um, because, again, I just feel like a lot of these places are churning out people with injuries and unhealthy relationships with fitness.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, I think the biggest injury of all is the one that you have with your own headspace, which is that Mm -hmm. you are now unable to even prioritize how you feel in your body because up on there is the leaderboard for your spin bike and everybody's going to know if you took a break. And even if you know no one else is watching, oh, they're only just looking at their own scores. It doesn't matter. It's just the fact that all the scores are there. And that uh-huh. sets up the feeling of competition. That sets up the feeling of comparison, which can be really mentally damaging if you're trying. Yeah, and you bring that to other classes, right? Right. And certain teachers buy into it a little bit more than others. Um, I have. I'm also going to name this, which is that I worked in um, in a lab that uh, was fitness and nutrition, essentially in grad school, where I tested people's VO2 max, their resting metabolic rate, their bone mineral density, and all that kind of stuff, right? These devices that are given to you in a studio are inherently inaccurate. They're oh, yeah. not perfect, one. I mean, other than your heart rate, like your caloric burn, eh, not correct. Even like, what about if someone's like looking at Watts on a, on a, like a studio bike or something?
0: What Or if, like a rower.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. what does that even mean? Also calories on a rower, calories on a ski erg, on a bike erg do not mean calories burned and never have. And yet you get somebody who just maybe feels like that's a metric they want to focus on. It, it's it's just like a sad sort of like moment of ignorance. And it's not anything that anyone did wrong. But because the studios are using these metrics as a way to pull you back in, to get better, to get better, to get better, you're not even given a chance to say, is this accurate? Is this real? Um, yeah. And like, do I
0: feel good doing it?
1: Period. Right, like that's got to be part of it. Um, and a, a, an honorable mention for this are, you know, shout out to anybody in a CrossFit style or functional fitness style gym where you are recording your score at the end of a workout. Um, because that breeds a, an environment where people shave their reps or miscount or add or subtract to their score because they want to be seen as top of the leaderboard. Or they never record their score because they don't want to be last. And like, there's something to be said about tracking your barbell weight. So you don't injure yourself, you know, you know, right,
0: right, right. I was going to say
1: like, you need, we need to track something. Yeah. Like we we need to be aware of what's happening in your movements. And like, uh, if you are so fixated on the person next to you, always cheating during the workout, it's like, well, then you're not even focused on your own workout anymore.
0: Yeah. And I literally, the only thing I worry about with the people next to me um in any workout is like are they gonna fall over onto me um
1: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say if they can smell you
0: <laughs> I give everybody a warning so I really don't feel bad for them good right. I'm like listen I I'm am I'm gonna smell I'm gonna smell <laughs> do you want to be here this isn't the splash zone it's the smell zone <laughs>
1: You at what we were at Rumble, right? You didn't smell at all. You were just roses. There's like
0: 60 people in that room. You don't know if I was smelling.
1: I was like blacked out in that class. I was so scared. I was so scared. It was so dark.
0: Your hearing is just like wah, 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 wah. Maria does not talk about the fact that she cannot hear. And has very sensitive ears at the same time. So the combination is just, I was like, girl, do you need to wear some earplugs to this class? Like <laughs> he was so thoughtful. Y'all, she was so thoughtful. And I was like, it's okay. I'm going to white knuckle
1: this. And everyone was just, you know, they were plowing it
0: out. Remember your sister was there?
1: Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, she was hitting the bag. Yeah, Brie was like that. into it. Yes. Um, okay, y'all. So we are going to wrap up this week's episode, uh, which I think sounded kind of therapeutic for us as instructors I'm not gonna lie
0: yeah I Um, had too much fun everyone else is gonna be like eye rolling they're like we don't need to know any of this none of this was useful
1: (laughs) Well, here's the one useful part and we'll bookmark it for you in the uh show notes when it comes to navigating studios um I think a couple a couple notes here right One is, what do you want out of your fitness experience? Is it even a studio membership? Like, just because you want to start moving your body doesn't mean it has to be in a physical studio. There are so many other options. Uh, Lauren has a virtual studio with classes offered throughout the week. You can watch them live. You can do them, um, you know, on the the recordings whenever you're available to do them. Um, And they're all stored, right, Lauren?
0: Yeah. And I think that, what I love about being in that space is that I have so many people who have multiple memberships. Mm. Part of it is that I try to keep my membership financially accessible and I know other teachers who are doing online are doing the same. So these people are getting like the mix of, the ultimate mix and match. And some of them have in, in person spaces and online spaces. Yeah. So it's just like, it has become really fun to see, um, And to hear what people are doing other than my classes, because I'm not teaching every day.
1: Right, right. No, I I absolutely love that. I didn't know that. And I'm not surprised. Um, Oh my God,
0: I have mix and matchers. Yeah, I have people who are like, oh, I have her membership too. And I was like, you do? (laughs) I'll like recommend someone and they'll be like, oh no, I'm already in her membership. How many
1: memberships are you in? (laughs) That's so cool. Well, think about it. If you have
0: four um, affordable
1: memberships, you're still spending less than you would at one boutique studio.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, Cool. How about your words of wisdom on finding a happy, safe space that is weight neutral um, or, you know, more Mm -hmm. body, body positive in that way? Because that is a question I get a lot. Like, it's like, I want to start working out, finally feeling ready to go back in person. I'm afraid to go somewhere because what if it's toxic? So what do you suggest to folks?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at our closeout and I want to say that I want to switch these and say what the red flags would be for people first. Yeah, which, do I think do it. Which, yeah, go for it. I think play into that, which again, what we started top of the episode with the class names mm-hmm. and the vibe you get, even the social media, like browsing out what it looks like, who's being featured, um, the captions and what they're saying. And I think that you can't judge everything by social media, but you can get a vibe on like what what you're walking into. Vibe is the word of the day. Take a shot every time <laughs> one says it. But um you can get an understanding of like kind of what you're walking into and then maybe step foot in there that way. And I think that throughout your experience, you know, maybe a studio isn't explicitly calling themselves weight neutral or body positive, yes. but they are displaying that. Um and vice versa you know they could be saying that they are and setting themselves up in a way that isn't um so i think looking for those and my my real like close out on this for finding a safe space is um maybe curating that space like within yourself because there will be times when even the safest or safest place that you have have established Becomes a little rocky or there's a different energy or there's a substitute that says something that might be triggering to you and curating a safe zone within yourself and knowing yourself and knowing what you need and listening to what you need is really the true option for finding a safe space. It's like about standing in who you are and being comfortable walking away if you need to. Yeah,
1: that's beautiful.
0: Um, I think we put a lot of stock
1: in space. We put a lot of stock in the class, the instructor, the music. And like, we want it to all be just right. Um, similar to your, you know, closeout is I have been, I've been starting to talk about this more with clients, this idea of values alignment and how, you know, we talk about it with nutrition, but with fitness, it's like, what are your values? What are you, what is in alignment with you and your needs that could be daily, it could be weekly, it could be forever. Like, what are your values? Because it's going to make it so much easier for you to do that thing, Right to stay and block it out to protect your piece or maybe to just walk away. Um, If you are putting all of your stock in the values of a studio, well, how quickly could a studio ownership change? How quickly could Uh the instructor get sick and have a sub? And all of a sudden the experience you're looking for is no longer value aligned and you don't know what to do about it. Like That is a lifelong skill that can help you deal with not only the intrusive thoughts you might have while you're moving. It's like, oh, like I'm not going to act on that because that's not values aligned. Um, it also might be something where you could say, oh, that that person's on a different journey and I'm going to I'm going to ignore that comment.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think that for both of us could be really like what we leave you with the what we leave you on is like safe spaces can be curated like inside of who you are and you can bring that with you and you can take it when you leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, You can take it with you.
1: Yeah, and then you can kind of know that that's something that you didn't, you, you didn't have to pay money to invest in that. And you can take it with you anywhere you go, any studio, if you're on vacation or not, if you're in another country, you can hold space for yourself. And that is arguably one of the most important things you can do for yourself. Yeah, I yeah, well, love that. that a gorgeous note to end on.
0: I didn't even see that coming. <laughs> love? You put in the question that got, you, got, you got me like... <laughs> I feel very passionate about it. I feel very passionate about it. I can feel, I can feel it. it,
1: and I hope our audience can as well. Y'all, if you have any uh, feedback, tips, tricks of, on finding a studio that you love, uh, you're on our Patreon, please share. We'd love to, to learn more about it. Um, if you loved this episode, share it on your social media and tag us, please. We love getting your feedback. Um, uh-huh. And hit us with a five-star rating if you so choose. We love hearing oh my that you She's love this. She's looking for this. the ratings. Well, I'm looking for the ratings because that's going to help us get to even more people that want to hear what we have to say, right?
0: Yes. We do want to have our community grow with folks who are, who are into this. Yeah. are into all this.
1: Yes. Um, and, again, that's part of finding your space is knowing that you have these outlets, too, to support them. And we're thrilled to be in your corner with you if that's what you need. Yay. Okay. So I typically would say, Lauren, the next, mm-hmm. next week we're going to talk about, but what are, what can people expect coming up?
0: Um, I think they can expect maybe some guests.
1: Guests. <gasps> Ooh.
0: Yeah. And maybe some mini episodes. Ooh. Mini meaning Ooh.
1: like a quick burst?
0: Yeah, like a short. Ooh. Just a short. A short. Short. Yeah, like short, maybe words of wisdom. Well, I think words of wisdom is a lot. You know, that's putting a lot of pressure on. Yeah, us. sure. But maybe just a short, engaged yeah, podcast, little, you know, like a um nuggets. Little nugget. Little, nuggets. little nugget episode. Yes. And I think that they can expect more of the same, more antics, maybe a well-rested new year vibe. Yes, yes. And
1: hopefully more sleepy doggies.
0: <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> please because,
1: uh, an increased internet bandwidth here in new Orleans shout out Oh, well we to can Cox. all keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> shout out to Cox what if this is not
0: sponsored <laughs> no I'm gonna also give a shout out to Cox but I'm gonna leave it at that all right
1: <laughs> uh, I love you and I love all of you
0: listening love you so much <laughs> thanks for being here Bye. bye